Hello and welcome to Real Weird Sickos. My name is Tom Videogro and I hope you're having a terrific day as I know everyone here is having a terrific day. And you know who's terrific all the time? It's my good friend, Jen. Dojen, what's happening? Did you just assume whether or not I'm having a good day? I do. I do. I hope you're having a fantastic day. You're right. Day. You're right. I am. Aww. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> terrific. You're the best, Maddie. But you know who's also the best? It's our good friend, Charles Kellum. Charles, what's happening in your neighborhood? Well, brother, let me tell you something. You think I'm the best, I'm the worst. Way worse than all the rest. Nobody, and I mean nobody's as bad as me, brother. Exactly. But you, Although, know, who, you know who's I know a bad marks. man. I know a real bad man who does good content Ooh. about bad things. Do tell. Our wonderful pal, Night Docs. Welcome hey, to Night Docs. <laughs> What's happening? Good to have you here, matey. It's uh, been a long time coming and a long time uh, to come too. Yeah, but, uh, it's fine. Nice to actually talk to you guys for once. Absolutely. Mm. Outside of shit posting. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is that's kind of what this is too, right? So, I mean, yeah, they, basically. Well, this is to humanize this. This is where, you know, I still got the mask on. This but, is like instead of DMs, it's just straight into the veins, is what this is. <laughs> Absolutely, this is this is giving you a, a voice to the uh, the shitting. A little more, a little more instant gratification. Absolutely, absolutely, and less spelling mistakes from me. <laughs> oh lord! Oh fuck! I'm terrible. At it. Yeah, um, you foreigners yes. putting U's into words that don't have them. What is favorite? <laughs> what the fuck? Color. color. The hell is it's, that? It's day, month, year, everyone. It's day, month. Yeah, year. you don't have the right. No. So trying to <laughs> trying to sync up with some of my Australian friends on some things, trying That's to figure funny. out the time, trying to fit. And if any of them's in New I Zealand, know. Jesus Christ, they're even worse. I know. Even worse. Well, hopefully, hopefully Australia get, Junior. I know. I know. Hopefully, I can get Mitch and the gang to come down. They're all over here to Melbourne. Then we can all hang out. But hopefully, yeah. But yeah, actually, that's a good jumping off point, Mister Mister Night Docs. Uh, meeting people, meeting people. I think <laughs> you uh, you have all people. We we had a great conversation about cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. Your hey, video, that's my specialty, man. Your video series on that is just. Yeah. chef's kiss in all the formats so yeah. there's so many other ones that i could do as well like there's like <laughs> that whole topic is just a bottomless pit of just insane stuff man <laughs> yeah Absolutely. yeah you ever hear the one and you about can't, the, and you uh, can't look away the clowns one looked to the other guy and said does this taste funny to you Oh, oh it's so tired. Oh, I knew that was out. fucking calming, Charles. Oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> we always go yeah. back to Juggalos. This is a podcast that is down with the clown. To the yeah. better end, apparently. <laughs> well, I, I mean, for, for Night Docs, it's in the name. You, if, you, if, you, if you watch his videos, do it at night. It's better. Uh, it's a better mood. And, yeah. he, <laughs> and, and by the way, if you didn't know, he produces his own music for his I videos. Know. So I it's do. like... And the mood is, it, it's a mood, y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been, uh, I've been hard at work doing the music for this next one, too. I'm really liking the music on uh, the Hum Part 2 that's coming up. So oh, yeah. the little tease yep. on the, ch the channel, I do like that. Little percentage, but I, I, oh, I'm, yeah. a geek for that. I'm a geek for that. <laughs> well, yeah. that actually is part of a, uh, that little teaser is uh, I actually filmed that and edited it and released it all on a live stream, actually. It's actually. Nice. <gasps> all footage that is going to be used in it but it's uh, like i didn't give the context in the teaser so in the full video that'll actually be a part of um kind of nearish the beginning um where uh i was actually reenacting 
Uh, I'm going to be uh, a lot of the the doc is going to be interviewing a guy named Dr. Glenn McPherson, who is the only researcher in the world that's really giving a scientific look at the world hum. And th- it's kind of recreating his discovery of the hum is what you were watching. Oh, terrific. What do you think so, it is? Like, if you if you just had to guess, like, what would you think it is? I think I actually know what it is, but I'm not going to say it right now. Oh, I, 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 oh, I, I, I know. Like that. Uh, He's like, nah, I, I know what it is. Magnetism yeah, no, I, I'm, it's got to do with magnetism. I, it, short of having it confirmed by a peer-reviewed scientific paper, I can tell you with almost certainty I know what it is. So, but you're not going to tell us what it is. He knows something he won't tell. Well, the thing is, like, so I mean, I'd be happy to tell you, except that like so much of the video is built up to the reveal of what I think it is. I don't want to know until I watch it. Yeah, (laughs) because it takes a it takes a while for me to justify why. I think it is what it is. And so there's a lot of evidence that I'm going to be going through that is really important to the, to the thesis really. So I gotta, you gotta give me a chance to present, present the findings. <laughs> one chance, unless there's exactly. a better video later that has better information, then I'll give you two chances. Yeah. Well, so people can check that out on the night docs channel in December. Correct. Uh, it'll actually, well, I think I gave it a release date of November, but I might be able to get it done before that. Hopefully by, uh, in, hopefully Man, within the next few weeks, but I don't know. Oof. Like I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to be a lot better because uh, so many of mine, they, they take so long. Like the last one I did took like three months and there's yeah. been some that I, I was working on for like six or seven months and all that. And I just, man, I gotta, I gotta get my upload frequency up mm-hmm. a lot higher. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell people, do it live. Don't we all? Do it live. Yeah. 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 I was telling the gang about doing it live every day for a while. I I was doing an hour a day every day just to get myself out there, just to do it. Managed to keep that up for about three months. Uh, Then my my job flip-flop schedule, so so things got a little crazy. Do you ever, like, procrastinate? Like, you you have every opportunity in the world, and then you just, like, start doing other shit that has nothing yeah. to do with it and you're like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no, but, well no, but i have to do this thing before well I, I yeah and that's actually i'm actually glad you bring it up because um so many of the projects i do like i'll say it, it takes me like six or seven months but the thing is i'm working on a ton of things in tandem like literally right now i have like 10 to 15 projects that i'm working on at the same time oh, my the biggest focus i have right now is the hum part two but you know in my free time Cause this is just what I inherently like doing. Like I'm always just diving into stuff. And so as I find little nuggets of things that I think will be helpful, I just kind of try and keep them organized on little tabs on my research notes and all that. And mm-hmm. I'll recall it and it, eventually I'll be able to put it all together and mm-hmm. all that. In fact, the, the, the thing is like I'm working on the hum part too. And I had to really make a choice between doing that one and another video I want to do on Kim Il Sung that I finally Ooh. finished the research search on which tells that actually sounds dope though yeah it's actually an alternative origin story that um i found in a very um little known cia document (gasps) from 1947 he's got the documents i'm ready for that one and it took me a long long time to actually verify that the document existed but i also was speaking with people from the council on foreign relations and i got in touch with a guy named bruce cummings who is uh really what everybody including the council of foreign relations were like talk to this guy bruce cummings because he is the world's foremost 
authority on modern Korea history. And I'd been trading emails back and forth with him. And he actually sent me an advanced copy of an academic paper that he was the peer, one of the peer reviewers on that actually was specifically about the thing that I was looking into that the public hadn't seen yet. So I actually was able to, I still don't think it's actually even out yet to believe it or not. I also do a search for it, but he gave me this advanced copy of this research paper that basically spilled the entire beans on everything. Um, It's a, it's a pretty crazy story. There's so many great CIA documents I really love, like I'll sit there. It's like any North Korean documentary. I'm fucking down for it. Like, I'm just going to watch them all, like, <laughs> all at the same time. Would you I ever think, go? Like, me? Fuck no. 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 Like, have, you know, I've seen the ones, like, that documentary that, 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 uh, the French, that French reporter did. Mm-hmm. Where it was like he would try to film something and like he was just constantly like, no, fuck that. Like, I would never go. Like, <laughs> did you ever catch? There's, uh, I, I got two things. There's one, the, uh, the Vice Guide <clears throat> to Travel. They went there. Oh, oh yeah. Vice can suck a dick. Well, now, now <laughs> they can. But back then, you know, whatever that was, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, they were slinging dick. And they actually made a pretty fascinating documentary called The Vice Guide to Travel. North Korea, where the, yeah, the fellow they went there. They had the uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, and uh, they they got uh, oh man, what's his name? The one that married Carmen Electra. I can see his face. I can't think of the name. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Why can't yeah, I think of that? <laughs> Love Dennis. Well, Rodman. I was gonna say that's the next step because uh, I thought you're gonna reference uh, the collision in uh, Korea. Right, uh, and then the... there's the collision in Korea, which was a gigantic wrestling event, perhaps the biggest ever in the world. Where Absolutely. WCW yeah, in the '90s with uh, was it with New Japan or All Japan? It was New Japan. It, yeah, it was right. New, New Japan, Japan Pro Wrestling and uh, WCW put on a, a, a an event in the middle of North Korea for I think it was three hundred thousand people. Yeah, yeah, still the biggest so, uh, audience crazy. of all time. Because yeah, because Kim Jong Un like he fucking loves like American culture. He loves yeah. basketball because oh, yeah. he played basketball. Back when he was in boarding school and it was like in Not Sweden, fat. right? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, he was in Sweden. He was in boarding school under an alias. He was like a normal kid, quote yep. unquote. He liked to play basketball with his friends. Like he really loves the shit out of Western culture. There's a uh, there's a gaming website. One of the fellows on the gaming website's an adventurous type. And he actually went to North Korea. Yeah. Jesus. Like he went on like the whole like Southeast tour and was like, Oh, let's go to North Korea. That's going to be Would you one. ever go, Jim? No, I really don't think I would. Um in fact, I um one of my uh, other YouTube buddies um vexed um you ought to look him up yeah he hasn't uploaded in forever but the last video he uploaded was a trip he took to north korea where he actually snuck in illegally oh Oh my god so he um he's a youtuber and so he technically counts as a journalist but he he didn't declare himself as a journalist or somebody that was going to be releasing stuff to the public so because if you're a um yeah, that's it right there. Uh, we just posted in the chat. So the the whole thing he he went in not declaring he was a journalist because if you declare yourself a journalist, you're going to be under a lot more scrutiny. Um, you have to have a guide that has eyes on you 24 hours a day. And so with with the way he did it, he was able to get a little bit more freedom. Um, and there was one part where he actually he actually sneaks out of the group 
and starts wandering around, which you're obviously not allowed to do, and ends up talking to a couple of Korean kids on the street and all that. And oh and then he's somehow able to sneak back in with the, uh, the crowd of uh, other uh, people. Uh, sneaks back across the street into his group, sneaking past the guards who are looking out for American looking guys. And uh, he was somehow able to to get in and, you know, he made it back safe and put it out. I'm sure he could never go back to North Korea. Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. I think he could. That's my let's see him gain. Let's see him gain like 100 pounds. Let's see right. him grow out the gi- just gigantic, full on, like dwarven beard. Yeah. And just completely change his look. Start wearing well, they glasses. Have, they have. I, I do. I want to get close to it because um, a really good friend of mine. I grew up with them. He's one of my best friends. Um, so he's half Korean. And so a lot of his family actually they live kind of close to the border where they can see like those. They have like if you look through the binoculars, they have like these buildings on the North Korea side that look like they're like legit buildings, but they're it's just- It's a ghost town. Oh, they're props. They're, just a, yeah. they're uh, fucking props. Yeah. And um, they live pretty close to the border. And I was like, oh, it's, so it's like, we've always planned on going because he goes like maybe once every like few years to like mm. go hang out with family and shit. I was like, oh, I've been wanting to go, but like he, um, he talks so much shit. Like he got lost, but then he had to like remember like, the Korean that his mom yelled at him when he was growing up. So uh, <laughs> to yeah. actually get home, he goes, it actually fucking worked. But um, yeah, I, I think that's as close as I would ever get. I don't think I would actually ever go. But what what's if you had to actually go on location for somewhere, where would you go, Jim? Um, Ireland. There's a there's Whoa. a Ireland. Oh, there's a there's this a specific not this again <laughs> so there's down, mr night docks <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so <laughs> just continue just continue no it's fine it's fine i'm i'm, I'm having a good time it's pretty fun. <laughs> so, the, <laughs> sorry no so one of the ones that i've had planned for a about a year and a half that I've been wanting to do, but I'd need some funding is one that I really want to shoot in Ireland, um, specifically a little town called Tume, Ireland. It's in uh, Northwest, I believe, Ireland. And um, the the it, it's probably the most insane story I've ever come across. And I can't believe that it hasn't been prolonged international news coverage. Um it's uh it's tume it's t-u-a-m-e um yeah so tume ireland uh back in i think it was 2012 maybe i'm getting some of the dates wrong i know but somebody was um going to a park in tume ireland and um after one thing led to another, they basically discovered some bones. And when they brought people out to excavate, it turned (gasps) out that the playground was built on top of a mass grave of over 800 infants from the 1960s. Fucking shit. Holy shit. All right. That place has to have some very strong, like poltergeist energy. Cause they move. Where babies fucking laughing at midnight. And just, <laughs> I'm so imagine going saying. there and performing like magic, like real magic with a K, like doing some occult shit. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> the energy of that place must be extraordinary. 
Jim, tell us, tell us about, tell us about that. So the, the name of the, uh, it was a mother, it, it was, it's the site of a former mother and baby home called Bon Secours. It's a, it was a Catholic mother and baby home that was run, um, through, I believe as late as the 1980s, like 81 or something like that. And it was a really awful place. Basically they would take these unwed pregnant mothers mm -hmm. and, uh, they didn't have anywhere else to go. And so they'd go to the, the sponsor course place. They were basically put into what seems like slave labor to me. And when they gave birth, the, the church would take the child, kick the mother out and she would never see her child again. Oh, wow. And these little babies were, emaciated and neglected oh. and starved and when they died they would literally throw them in a sewage drain out back and what they the found um they Did found this mass grave I, I, like, that, I can't so, even wrap my head around this oh it gets worse um oh god how so so as soon as this blew, so most of Ireland knows the story, but not a ton of people outside of Ireland know know about this this uh, this story. And back in 2015, the Irish government put together a commission that was supposed to do a really thorough investigation of the Bon Secours site and find out what happened. And um, the uh, the Irish government uh, put this commission together. It was supposed to last for a year. They have extended it by a year every year ever since because they keep finding more stuff. And the thing is, the the commission was put together to investigate Bon Secours and about 13 other mother and baby homes found around Ireland run by the Catholic Church that they suspect of doing the same thing. So if, if it's as bad at these other 13 mother and baby homes, we're talking about a body count of like 11,200 dead infants from the 1940s to the 1960s. Holy oh, fuck! That's not about the baby. I say. So oh, yeah. So and honestly, it's probably going to be the most important like documentary that I think I'll ever do. It's honestly, yeah. if it's the last one I ever do, I'd be fine with that. I, like as long as the word gets out, because like the fact that people don't know this story is just a crime in and of itself. To I, me. I've never heard and of it. Nobody's and been I, held I, accountable. I was looking you could for like find, weird shit. That's because you said it was in the twenties, right? I bet you could find some of those mothers that are still alive. There's yeah. actually children who grew up in there that are still alive. And uh, so I want to get out there. I want to interview them. There's a, there's a old woman who lives in Tume, Ireland, who's taken it upon herself to kind of become the local historian about this whole thing. And uh, she has, uh, physical documents and artifacts and all Ooh. that kind of stuff. And I mean, even on my computer right now, I've got, um, thousands of pages downloaded from the Irish government that are all interim reports and there's photos of skeletons of toddlers and infants and baby toys and stuff like that that they just found in the dirt. Jesus. They just wow, fucked buried out. Thank you, you know, for telling I'm, us about this. This I'm is starting Okay, to seriously, if you guys have never ever watched any night docs if you haven't if, yeah. if you're if you haven't oh subscribed to his channel, do that now because basically <laughs> like the stuff that he makes like it's like Netflix tier yeah, absolutely. stuff. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> like so. I, I want to describe it as more like the, uh, not necessarily in search of or unexplained mysteries. Uh, like the, the, cause I'm old. Those are the references I'll make instead of Netflix <laughs> docs. The, those kind of yeah. things. Cause he's, he's looking it into makes like you, weird stuff. It makes stuff you obsess about it. It makes you obsess about it. 
for a couple of days after you watch it. Like, I wonder <laughs> yeah, what true. actually fucking happened, you know? Right. Yeah. And um, speak, you know, because it's like, it's spooky month. Mm-hmm. It's October. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So there's always things that are unexplained. Have you ever had anything happen to you that you just cannot explain? That's a, that's a pretty general question. I'm trying to think of a way to. Have you had an experience with the supernatural? Anything um, kind of like that. I don't think I have. Uh, here's the, th- here's the funny thing though. I don't really believe in ghosts or whatever, but like mm. I'm always, but I'm still terrified of them. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. that. You I don't, how yeah. about Jin? Do you believe in Jin? No, I, I really don't believe Demonic in a lot of spirits. supernatural stuff. No, I really don't. But I will say one of the things that I'm really looking forward to, um, that a, a book that I'm planning on getting as soon as it's out, it should be out hopefully December or early spring. Um, the curator at the British Museum for, um, uh, I think it's a Middle Eastern studies or whatever. Uh, he's basically the world's leading expert on ancient Mesopotamia. Um, and he's got a book coming out called the first ghost stories which goes back to ancient samaria and uh, i think even before that where you know he gets into all of the um rituals they would get into for necromancy and all sorts of stuff like that i love and and what's really interesting (laughs) is the ancient sumerians had a well, the ancient Sumerians had a very, very different view on spirits and things like that than we do in our modern age because we have a, a big entertainment industry surrounding it. And so it's used for frights and scares. They they thought of spirits and um, even malevolent spirits as just part of the fabric of reality that was just they were they were expected to be around in fact some of the the rituals that they would do is you know somebody died a long time ago and they took a certain secret to them with their grave and so they'd bring out a skull and put it on an altar and call back that person to give them the information that they need and you know maybe even give them advice on a business dealing that they have or something like that they would straight up call a spirit into the skull of the the person who once inhabited it and it, they they got into some crazy stuff, and so he's got a whole book now, on it. Imagine we go dig up, or imagine somebody that we don't know goes and digs up William Randolph Hearst, sets yep. his head down, and says, "Listen, pal, I got <laughs> I got to know which of these tech companies should I invest in? What, what stock should I go for?" Jesus, yeah, that's Christ. more like that's more Futurama, man. Yeah, on, where they got the heads and the uh, the heads and the little fish virtual, tank things. In virtual yeah. reality, the new 3D is it just a bunch of crap that nobody that just sizzle and no steak? <laughs> Come on. And that never really did go anywhere. Streaming future. Is it all a joke? Well, as I say, that's an interesting point. Like our closest version of that would be like making neural pathways and like essentially an AI version of a dead person, like something to keep forever. So they could literally come back and talk to their ancestors. It's like the holographic Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. The holographic Tupac or that uh, they did a hologram of one of the kids that was shot at at one of the shootings. That was particularly yeah, Hey man, I'm going to tell you, do not buy guns. You shouldn't have guns. Oh, I was like, what is this? That's a bit. Well, <laughs> you know, they're they're actually gonna with Elon Musk and the uh, Neuralink, they're they're inching closer to the point where you're gonna be able to download a human brain. That's yeah. Just, well, uh, would yeah, you well, jack in if you could Jim, upload yourself you? to the cloud? 
That's what I'm trying to get at is, you know, your the human brain has actually, they've, I think they've been able to actually measure the storage capacity of a human brain. And it's got a storage capacity of something like 2.5 million gigabytes. And so if they're able to figure out a way to download a human brain, I mean, you could essentially live forever. Absolutely. And what a, what a research device that would be yeah. if you could go back and talk to... Oh, what a way to get ads. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah depending on how famous slam. you were, depending on how famous you were, absolutely. There's been a couple of like more recent science fiction stories. There's an Amazon show about somebody uploading to an afterlife like that. There's... Um, there's episodes well, of Black like, Mirror. Black here's, Mirror. Here's the Black thing. Mirror, totally. Yeah, the Black Mirror, uh, uh, the heavens a place on Earth. So, ooh, baby, do you You're know real- what that can I, can I just say, as far as Black Mirror is concerned, that is the only series where UK episodes are far better than the U.S. version. Yep. The yep. U.S. fucking Black Mirrors are total shit. You ready to Netflix, really go down Netflix. the rabbit hole? Let's go. Let's go. So... You know, talking about, you know, stuff like Neuralink and things like that, it's got me thinking lately, you know, we've we've had a lot of discussion lately about these contact with UAPs and UFOs and things like that. And I don't really, like I said, I don't really believe in the paranormal. So stuff like tele- telepathy and all that, it just doesn't ring true in my mind as something real. But Absolutely. if you think about where the, the technology could go thousands of years into the future, where, you know, Neuralink is just the first step where you are able to directly connect your brain to a computer and I mean, think of a world where you are, instead of sending text messages, you are having conversations with each other at the speed of thought where human speech is no longer as, um, it's no longer as efficient as just submitting your thoughts and intentions to another person directly. Exactly. And you just share that information. Uh, I mean, you would say telepathically, but it's technology. And so... And there's all these different stories of sightings and people that have, you know, all, all of them unverified and unproven, obviously. But like, yeah. you know, the oh. stories of people that have actually communicated with, you know, these supposed aliens that have come down. They've all almost all of them have described uh, hearing either a language that they didn't understand or being communicated with through thoughts like telepathy is how they describe it. And it makes sense that in the future that's going to be a more efficient way for human beings to communicate with each other. Yeah. yeah. Full technopath. Just be like, full so the somebody and they you turn don't... and look and go, oh man, you just said a racial slur in your head. What do you think? That at that point, we will literally probably have like thought police. Guy walks by. You know, like, really? But like, okay, speaking of like UFOs and shit, why now 2021, you know, we, we we have pretty pretty good technology. We got pretty good phones on our ca- you know camera phones, and oh, a- everybody's got a fucking phone. Why can't we capture this shit in like fucking four K? Right. And that's and so there are there are videos out there that they did get them up close. The thing is, the videos that are out there that supposedly show these things up close are not the ones that get attention because the ones that we're paying attention to are the ones that are officially acknowledged by the U.S. government. And so there are videos that are out there where they're flying right next to a jet and a, and a pilot will take literally their iPhone out and film it following them alongside from just 40 feet away. 
day and you get a really clear view, but they haven't released those particular pieces of footage yet, but we know they exist because the people that have them have said that they have them. And so they're just holding it close to the vest. And honestly, most of it boils down to the fact that the U.S. government, since the Roswell crash, has been trying to reverse engineer the technology. I mean, we saw we saw proof of that in the the patents that were filed by Salvatore Pai, who is uh, one of the research scientists with the U.S. Navy. He he filed three patents. One of them was for a room temperature superconductor. One of them was for a force field, and one of them. was for a craft that operates on basically gravity waves where it makes what he calls superluminal travel possible faster than light travel because it's not the object. When you see these objects that are doing these impossible maneuvers, the object is not moving. It's warping space around it oh. so that it just so materializes like where it needs to we're, be. We're seeing the, uh, the echoes of it. We're not actually seeing it. You are seeing it, but the reference that you are seeing is you are seeing something in motion because relative to you, it is moving. However, it is stationary, but it's actually moving space around it. Hmm. So you are kind of part of the reality, the fabric of space time that is being warped around it. And there are lots of reports of people who get too close to these things that they suffer a lot of different health effects and things like that if they get too close. And so get stimulated, son. Yeah. So, I mean, it's impossible for any living thing to be able to survive the kind of movements that we see these things do. In fact, the one of the the uh, released videos, I read a paper recently where they actually analyzed the G forces and I'm going to misquote it, I know, because I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was uh, there was one maneuver where it actually darts off the screen. And with the distance away that it was and as quick of a response time that the Atflir um, cameras have in tracking these objects, the fact that it was able to escape view and go off screen, it was moving so fast and it had such rapid acceleration that if you were a human being inside of it, you would have been experiencing G forces close to like 3000 G's, which would turn you into soup. I mean, you would not survive. Not only that, but the craft itself would have disintegrated. And that's another thing, too. If you look at the footage of these UFOs traveling and you can see them doing transmedium travel, they will seamlessly transfer from air to water back to air without any slowdown. And what's really crazy, no ripples or splashes in the water. Oh, that's weird. So, okay, they released it. What was it? It's been like a year, right? Since they released uh, that... um, where they officially acknowledge like, this is something we don't move. Yeah, I think it was 2019. 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 The guy, the 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 the, uh, the doom or Wojak who's meeting aliens. He's just like, yeah. man, I've got a lot of shit going on. I don't care about aliens. Well, one of the the officially released ones was actually on YouTube um, as far back as 2015, but nobody yeah. knew that it was they there. Didn't, so, do you think that they're there? Do you think? Do you think? There's a lot more going on that they do. They obviously know more of what's going on than we do, but obvious, but but what do you think about that? So I just finished reading um, a book by Ross Coulthart, who is kind of the Walter Cronkite of Australia. He's one of the most respected journalists out there. He's covered uh, everything from biker gangs to the Middle East to like he's been in this game for like 35 years. 
And he uh, decided to tackle this this topic and he released a book called um, In Plain Sight, where he uh, talked to a lot of government insiders from governments all over the world. And the thing is, like, you, we got to be careful when we talk about this stuff, because as exciting as a lot of this sounds, none of this is verified. I'll All verify. we have I'm, is I'm what has been released. Right and until we, until we, a... until we see proof, you gotta, you know, just, it, it's, it's fun to hear about this. I stuff. tell you what, I'll get a document. I'll sign it saying that it's true. I'll get my father right? to sign it and uh, I'll so, get Colonel Sanders to sign it. So I will tell you, I've, I've been working on a, uh, one of my other projects I've been working on is a UAP documentary. It's called Humanity, the Uncontacted Tribe, where I'm looking at all of this stuff that I've been looking into with UFOs, and I'm actually putting into, it into context with what has happened when um, we have contacted previously uncontacted civilizations before. The Aztecs, the the Dogon, the, uh, you, you know, Columbus's, you know, it, like all these things that happen, like where you've got this language barrier and you introduce diseases and it's just a disaster for the, the less technologically advanced civilization. And so I'm trying to put that into context and the thoughts that I've got on this, but it, you're, you're asking me like, what does all of this mean? And what if if you were to take everything at face value and just believe everything that is coming out that seems credible ish and put it all together the picture that i'm seeing right now is that we have this is not new at all in fact humans have been visited for thousands of years um in fact you can see it in renaissance paintings where there's some of these really famous renaissance paintings where you see these craft that are really small details in the sky behind these paintings that and you can see that it's being piloted by somebody it's it's like an airship that looks very much like the tic tacs and the different things that we we see now and they're all in these really religious paintings um and they've been interpreted as angels or whatever, but they are inside like these vehicles that are flying through the air. And so I, I was listening to the Joe Rogan episode where he interviewed Tom DeLong and uh -huh, he says yeah. a lot of crazy stuff. I know, he but the, honestly he does. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. A lot of what he says, nothing he has talked about he, that he talked about in that episode has been categorically disproven yet in fact all a lot of the things that he was saying during that are slowly being revealed to be either factually true or very strong possibility that they are yeah. true I, I said that after the um the footage came out last year i think i even tweeted i said somewhere tom DeLong is spiking the ball and saying yeah. i fucking told you people aliens exist god damn it and i and, wrote a fucking song about it and obviously, none of this is proof in and of itself. But look who he surrounded himself with. Look who signed on with him. You know, these are not, you know, tinfoil hat wearing ufologists that are, you know, camped out in the deserts of Nevada with telescopes. These are CIA deputy directors and directors of national intelligence and government figures. I mean, we had the we had the Israeli space chief a couple years ago straight up say to an Israeli newspaper, and it was reported by NBC News, that he said that aliens are here. We are in contact with them. We have an agreement with them. Trump knows about it, but we can't reveal it right now. 
Right. He straight up just, said that. Do you his think name that is, he's just saying that to get attention? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's not the only one that said that from, uh, from more than one government. This was the guy at the head of the Israeli space, uh, space agency. Mm. You've also got the guy that was at the head of the Canadian space agency who said very similar things. Um, and the way Tom DeLong put it in, um, in the uh, the interview he had on Joe Rogan is he said something along the lines of that it Earth is kind of analogous on the galactic scale to Syria, where it's become kind of the location of a proxy war between a lot of more powerful nations. Um, and there are way more than one species of alien that are here. And personally, I, I kind of wonder like, you know, is that because is that, does that explain why all these different UFOs, they have such drastically different designs. Like there's, there's, there's a select few that you see on repeat. You know, you got the black triangles, you've got the Tic Tacs, you've got these huge underwater ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, they all seem like they're, different but they all seem credible you got the pyramids you got the like all these crazy different things what if they are all from different species of alien that are here fighting over earth because they like i think tom DeLong said that a lot of why they are here is not just research but they're they are here for resources as well and they just are ignoring us you know like we're just not even worth worrying about to them evidently but a lot of them evidently look like us um that i read a story somewhere and i don't know how true or even remotely possible this is like evidently some of them look so human-like that a couple of them evidently went shopping like and just nobody even gave them a second glance (laughs) like (laughs) have you ever you've heard you've heard that one that one men in black one right like about the existence of actual men in black? No, like there was guys and they didn't, they were really pale and they didn't really like humid. Ah, fuck, I can't remember you that one. The grays. The grays. The grays. Yeah. And they, and people like vouched for this story that like these two guys that just didn't quite seem right. And well, a lot of people corroborated the story. Like, what do you think about that one? I'm not familiar with that specific one, but there's more than one story like that that are out there. I mean, all you have to do is look back to the Phoenix Lights Mm -hmm. back in 1997. That is one of the most credible UFO sightings and alien sightings that we've ever had that it just there. There's never really been anything that's really revealed what was going on there. And of course, all the government explanations didn't hold water. They were saying it was flares. I mean, you can see the footage that isn't flares. They're literally hovering there for a long time. And they moved from Phoenix to Tucson. And I mean, it's just, just a bunch of insane stuff, but I mean, uh, I've heard, I've heard, I mean, like people who are, who've never looked into content I do, they're going to think I'm a total crackpot and everything. But because yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know what to believe. I really don't. I'm just repeating that's, things that's, that I feel you. I don't, I don't, I like before, if you probably would have asked me like 10 years ago, I would have been like, no, that's fucking crazy. But now it's like, well, <laughs> right. Well, one thing Tom DeLong was talking about is that the grays specifically are not actually aliens. Those are actually androids. See, some people oh. tell me they have argued that they're interdimensional beings, that they're aliens from another dimension, not necessarily 
aliens from another beings. planet. Well, yeah. not no, here's a here's another rabbit hole for you. Um, oh, Ross Colthart, the guy that wrote In Plain Sight, I was uh, watching a podcast he was on really recently, and they got him to like he actually very reluctantly talked about this because he was like i i can't verify this but this it was just his personal thoughts and um lewis elizondo actually alluded to this as well um that these guys or maybe one species of them are actually future humans Mm, that they're actually time travelers that have come back and that they look so alien to us because they're so far in the future, their their evolutionary developments have changed. Well, it's everybody. It's everybody mingling. It's like that one episode of South Park with the time travelers and they're like time immigrants. Yeah, yeah. Everyone get the goo backs, right? They call them goo backs. They got slimy backs. I'll have to check that one out. Okay, so there was there was something that um, it, it's pretty interesting, and it you know has to do with our our good short friend Napoleon. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, I would. I was actually going to bring it up. Uh, I just kind of had it on the back burner, just in case you know we didn't have anything else to talk about or anything. But I I'll go ahead and. But I yeah, want to talk about this. It's it's, so it's good. I, I I do a lot of research just all the time. I just dive into tons of rabbit holes, and one That's of the fun. craziest ones. I've been really digging into. Um, French history, specifically around Napoleon. I'm actually in the middle of reading one of the uh, auto, one of the biographies that was written on him, and. Um, one of the crazier things about Napoleon is some lady in New Jersey has his penis. What the fuck? Yeah. So they pick this, with his penis. His, a pickled the, the, pecker. Skinny, I could just imagine it. It's like, hey, what you got there? Oh, it's just Napoleon's penis. I yeah. got Napoleon's penis here in a jar. It's such see? a strange part of history, but um, and it's it it isn't like definitively confirmed to be Napoleon's, but I mean the chain of custody of it, like it <laughs> it seems pretty clear to me that there's a very strong possibility that it is. Yeah, there was a, so how did how did the story? She, how did she obtain his wiener? His so, alleged wiener. Right. So Allegedly. the the, uh, the story goes, um, so Napoleon, you know, he was exiled twice. So he, he, uh, he became the emperor. Uh, eventually he became the emperor of France. And after he was defeated at the, uh, uh, Waterloo. after he was defeated, uh, Waterloo came later. Okay. Um, uh, after he was defeated the first time, he was exiled to the island of Elba. And then okay, he came yeah. he came back, and the, it's one of the craziest stories in history, honestly, of how he came back and retook the uh, the he retook France away from the next Louis. Uh, he basically just marched from one end of France all the way to um, Paris or Versailles, I can't remember which. Um, and along the way, the the king was sending armies to stop him, and they kept joining him. <laughs> and like he, they would get up to him, and he would stand before them, spread his shirt out, show him his chest, and say, "Will you shoot your emperor?" And like they would drop their weapons and join his cause and join him on the march to uh, to uh, the capital. And Fortune by the time he got the there, he had the entire army of France with him, and Louis went into hiding. Yeah. He retook the empire and immediately went back on trying to conquer Europe. And that was when he was defeated finally at the Battle of Waterloo. But anyway, after the Battle of Waterloo and after his second big defeat, they exile they exile him to this island called Saint Helena, I think. I believe so. And and uh 
upon his death, he had evidently started getting into a bunch of fights with the doctor that was there, called him impotent at one point, which was just a huge insult back in those days. Oh, I think it's you still know, a, a lot of, is, yeah, I a lot think of it's people, still a huge right, insult. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now. Like if I was to walk up to somebody uh, be like, AJ, you're impotent. They're going to anyway, get mad. It's, it's, he's living up to his name, Bonaparte. You know, remember. Yeah. <laughs> boner part. She's so got I, his I, boner part. I'd, I'd have to look at my notes again here um, to make sure I've got all of my facts straight. But like How the gist of the it? story. What's the notes say about the size? Oh, Jesus. Well, let, I'll get to that. that. <laughs> I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So the the Inquiring when he dies, when he dies, the the guy doing the autopsy who was insulted by Napoleon as an insult, the story goes he lopped off his penis and threw it in a box to basically show the world how small of a dick this guy had. Oh, no. And it's so he put it in a little box and it passed hands um, on St. <laughs> Helena and then it was sold to a private collector in the 1970s who uh, was it was a urologist from New Jersey. Oh, well, that, and, makes, that makes sense oh. though. <laughs> and so this private collector in New Jersey paid $3,000 for Napoleon's dick. Wow. And to That's this day, it is, at, it is at their residence. They don't allow people to film it, but I've seen two different documentaries where they actually go there to this lady's house who actually has it in her possession. Now she pulls it out of storage. They open the box and react to it. You don't get to see it, but it's evidently like an inch and a half long. It's like, it's just a mummified shriveled little thing. It is. Oh. It's just, I'm looking at it right now and it's like, what a size queen. It looks like a dried up dog turd. See, there's a, uh... There That's was a fake one going like. around that they claimed it was Rasputin's pecker. That they I'm not familiar with that pecker. one. I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, Tom, pull that are image they just, up. I, I, are, they no. just, are they just <laughs> ripping off everybody's fucking dicks? I mean, is that what they're going to do? Like, Something what, what like is that. this? Yeah, so... Uh, God damn it. What the fuck? Why is that the first thing people think of? I'm just going to cut off. I'm just going to cut off your dick. You know, like, what, <laughs> what is this? It's the it's the symbolism of manhood. There we go. Yeah, Rasputin. Men, men, men are more obsessed with dicks God. than than women are. It's just oh. a lie. Guys that's a weird a looking. That's, that's a weird. That's a weird looking dick. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I can't show that on screen. So there's a link in the description. Please go and look at that. Uh, it's oh a yeah, winner. I think I have heard about that. Yeah. There's it's some a medical balls. photo. It's it a looks bone. that this one looks kind of like, like a gooey an duck. elephant trunk. I was going to say gooey looks, duck. Yeah, there are some little, people that say that it's fake. Looks a little... The tip The tip is questionable, but then again, it is very old. So you're you're not going to authenticate like that this cone. is indeed the Mad Monk's peckaroo? I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's a penis? Let's call an expert. This is just like fucking um, Pawn Stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, I don't know. You know, I, I, I got to keep this dick laying around. I don't think I can sell this. Uh, uh, best I can do is $20. You know, I got a friend. I got a friend who knows about these things. Yeah. And then <laughs> in comes like this dude wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Oh wow! You know the peckaroo of Napoleon sold for three thousand dollars. This is this is one hundred percent authentic penis. So what's really interesting is one of the documentaries I watched about this. It's called Dead Famous DNA. It was done back in 2014. Um, it was uh, hosted by a genetic scientist named, named Dr. Mark Evans. And there's like nine or 10 episodes where he basically hunts the world for 
famous dead celebrities, government figures like Adolf Hitler, Elvis, Ava Braun. I'm watching this, by the way, later. Napoleon. Um, and he basically tries to collect their um, their DNA and sequence it so we can find out kind of what made them tick at a genetic level. Um, and he was able to get quite a few people. I think he was able to get Ava Braun uh, mm. from some hair on a brush. He was able to get the hair of Elvis. Ooh. He was able to get beard trimmings from Darwin. Um, a lot of the other ones, like um, uh, I think King George, Mad King George, he mm-hmm. tried to sequence that, but it turned out it was a wig. Oh, um, so oh yeah. Why does and, Mad King George look like an Indian kid? Right. Um, and uh, th- he tried to do Hitler, but he couldn't find anything that was actually... Um, his so one of the one of the samples he got was purportedly from Hitler's barber who <laughs> like evidently Hitler was very meticulous about not leaving any trace behind and when he got a haircut he would make sure that all of the trimmings were swept up and burned oh, wow. um, and his his barber <laughs> evidently at one point put like scotch tape on the bottom of his shoes and as he's cutting his hair just collected it on the on the tape but i mean that ended up not being um legitimately hitler every day somebody tells me something new crazy about hitler that i've never heard before that is just more insane just think of all the stuff that we haven't heard yet yeah like the hitler hole goes so deep in like conspiracy (laughs) and crank road that he had a scat fetish that's my favorite well going back to ufos one of the big things is uh one one of the things i've been hearing is that one of the biggest reasons about uh why we took so many nazis in operation paperclip where we took a bunch of the rocket scientists Mm -hmm. is because the nazis were also working on reverse engineering a lot of the alien tech in fact that if you look back at some of the technology they were demonstrating it was years ahead of anything else anybody else's military had they always had some new super weapon they were working on mm-hmm. and just never like was that hardly big, any of them there was that big crater in russia that people believe was a uh tunguska an alien event um yeah. i can't recall the name of it now but it, it's uh tunguska was definitely an asteroid i'm yeah. almost positive that one but i will say uh uh miss jim uh, if people want to know about more of these weird and wild stories that are, frankly, blowing a lot of fucking minds, like the the the, the, the I feel the, the blown mass away grave, by that fucking dick, cooked like the old that's... melon. I I think that deserves from everyone listening to go and subscribe to youtubecom uh, <laughs> slash Night Docs. Yeah, like, that's uh, uh, Night Docs over on YouTube. Everybody like and subscribe. Absolutely, follow the boy on Thanks, Twitch guys. and Patreon. You know, you've got to support the boy, and hopefully that'll Thank get you. him over to uh, Ireland sooner than later. But maybe I am a massively appreciative like that. Just. There's never a, a dull conversation with you, my good friends. And, uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. I want to do more. Yeah, I wish like I could just you're sit here gonna and have to come back. Absolutely, you're gonna have to come back. Always happy to come back. More. Absolutely, always leave them one more. Exactly. But yes, go ahead and support Night Docs. I, I will say, personal favorites and and on Twitch. Absolutely, on, on the Twitch. Absolutely, he's on the Twitch for sure too. The mm-hmm. Brazil yeah, cannibalism story, uh, breaking things down. Exactly, exactly. So yes, go ahead and support them there. Uh, Charles, you're doing the Twitch, correct? I'm on Twitch. I stream video games and talking to people and talking to the chat. Absolutely. You know, I, do, I do a lot of things. Exactly. Memes and on Twitter. Everybody loves memes. 
speaking of uh, uh, genitalia, uh, Jen is doing a video on a certain video. Uh, oh, it'll fr- be out by it, it'll be out, it'll be out in a week nice. from now. So this is already it'll be out by the time this comes out. But twitch.tv slash lore l o r e and lorder d and d every Tuesday at six p.m. Exactly, and you can watch that exactly, and the whole gang pod and Jess and Tom Sweeney, the sweet lads, and Crypt Daddy, and all those gang over there. You can follow me, Tom underscore Video Go, all that stuff. But Jim, again, very much appreciated. Thank you much for dropping by. Yeah, it's been we'll a lot of fun, man. I, I love soon. Night Doctor. I love Jim. He's a good dude. Exactly. Uh, fascinating, fascinating information all over the place. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you if you learn something, you never Yeah, when it comes to like cranking conspiracy stuff, like that's that's the occult. All this shit. I love this shit. Hell yeah! Excellent. Good shit. Well, and Go it's binge def- on it. It's it's October. Go binge on it. Exactly. It's perfect time. It, it's weird, and so are we. Thank you so much. Stay weird and stay safe, and we'll catch you next time.